What is up, everyone? Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. tripod here what's going on guys welcome back to the move local podcast brought to you by the movement my name is dalton and i'm coming at you guys with another episode here today i'm super pumped about our guests today we have andy and justin on the podcast they are um, the franchise owners of f45 here in hamilton um i'm gonna try to uh talk through this one i'm pretty fatigued after doing the uh, the 12 o'clock class here but um, i'm excited to learn more about both andy and justin um and dive into f45 and all that fun stuff so guys welcome to the show all right yeah. great to be here thanks for having us yeah i was uh this is my first f45 experience today you um, had the best workout you could have yeah uh, it, t10 og yeah, yeah. I, I know nothing about like the details <laughs> of f45 like i've heard about it i know people that have been here um i've done a lot of fitness but i've never done f45 so it was uh it was really fun to get well tell taste. us what was the experience like for you like what were you expecting walking in and what do you what did you feel during and, and what are you leaving with yeah <laughs> I, i'm on the hot seat now yeah yeah i, know. Um, I, just, I, I flipped it on you yeah no i c- came in knowing that it was well at least my my thoughts on it was it was going to be like a faster moving class, like more hit style training, mm-hmm. um, which obviously that's what today was. That 15 second rest is not really rest. <laughs> um, yeah. But the one thing that I was like very uh, impressed by is just like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say speed in which the class moves like, and it's on point. Like you come in here and everyone's ready to go. They know what to expect. You get right into the warm up. It's all organized. There's no waste of time. Your coaches were on point in terms of like, Hey, time to warm up. This is what you're going to do. Um, one coach is saying one movement, the other coach moves to the next to show them. It's very streamlined, very efficient, which being a coach myself in the past at, um, other gyms know I know how hard that is so I was very impressed with that and then you just jump right into the workout and you get going and 
it's 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 over in like 45 minutes that's it yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like it at that very moment sometimes that it's only 45 minutes but you're like that last lap though another one yeah <laughs> that four rounds today I was, yeah at three i'm like all right we're good <laughs> congratulations though you did the hardest i'd say one of the hardest workouts we do so t10 is a hybrid workout and includes as when you notice done correctly when done correctly but I you notice that can be like you can take it easy too yeah but a hybrid and what i know you're gonna ask us to tell us tell you from the top what we do here and we will but you know just for while we're on it hybrid workouts essentially combine strength training with uh cardiovascular training and, and the way i like to think about it is it's like real life like imagine even playing hockey or whatever it's like you got to go or even running from somebody on the street. It's like you're running for your life and then you got to jump over a fence. You're running for your life. Then you got to pick something up to get out of your way. I mean, that's what we're doing in here. Them. It's strength in an exhausted state, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty interesting, this specific workout. I digress, but. Um, I could talk about that stuff all day. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always interested in the programming and, and all the nuance behind it all. Yeah. Um, but what I'd love to hear from you guys before we dive into like everything at 45, like I want to hear a little bit about your background, how you guys got into the fitness space, how you guys came together to um, own one of the franchises, maybe take it from, from there and sure. go. Ladies first. Oh, I was going to say your journey starts further back than mine. So you, you want, you want to go chronologically here? I feel like the audience needs a break from my voice already. Age before beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Age for, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's right. Uh, anyhow, yeah, so gosh, my, my journey starts probably like yours. Um, I'm going to guess. So I'm taking a guess here, but with Arnold's bodybuilding encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> my dad gave it to me when I was about six, four, I say four, six years old. I can't really remember. Uh, and my dad and I are very different. My dad used to work out in the gym in the basement with his barbell and say, God, I love working at home because I can have a smoke and a beer while I'm training. <laughs> We've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, and so from that point in time, I don't know if it was some, a way to connect with my father or whatnot, but I became obsessed with like Van Damme, Arnold, all those guys growing up in the 80s, 90s, and then Rocky. And that's where I got my punching bag and my gym in my apartment room. We lived in an apartment on Lime Ridge Road in, in Hamilton. And uh, I used to <laughs> I used to just spend three hours in there, like watch a Rocky movie, put the soundtrack on, and then just go. <laughs> and, you know, I think somewhere along the line, somewhere along the way, someone told me I was skinny. And... Uh, you know, that's kind of what really ignited the fire. That was like the catalyst that took it from interest to uh, a conviction to like a an addiction, a healthy addiction. Um, and yeah, so worked out all through high school, did kinesiology McMaster, really specialized in physiology specifically. So, you know, the science behind muscle growth and performance at things like altitude, etc. Um, and then from there, I got it. I, I thought, you know, from a career standpoint, I did boot camps and things like that to pay for my MBA because I wanted to get in the corporate world. And I uh, did the software thing for about 10 years, met Andy, and... You're still uh, doing the software thing. I'm still doing the software <laughs> thing. I stopped for a minute when we started this business. Right. But uh, I realized, I looked around, I'm like, man, I'm working out every day, but I'm in the worst shape of my life, and everyone else here is drinking and, and sedentary, and what we really need to be doing is we need to figure out a way to help these people get healthy. And so when Andy and I met, and we went on our first date, we met on Bumble, um, <laughs> we started working out together, as, as you know, fit couples naturally do, and we weren't getting along. Right? We yeah. weren't getting along. I tried to teach her deadlift and her response. And she this, mentioned that before you came in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she said, you know, deadlifts aren't for me. My body wasn't built for deadlifts. <laughs> and I said, pardon me. And so that's when I realized it's like, okay, she who's convinced against her will is of the same opinion still. <laughs> so we started doing F45, and, all, and lo and behold, we started having fun working out. I'll let you take it from there. 
<laughs> yeah, well, we'll go so back and come back to that point. To give a little insight of why I didn't like deadlifts in the beginning was obviously because I didn't understand them and I never really had done them. Uh, because my background for for from a fitness perspective started with yoga and Pilates um, when I was living in Germany. So I started. Well, I was there because I um, had a modeling career. And I found that very unfulfilling at some point or I knew it wasn't something I wanted to do forever. It was really great and it allowed me to travel to amazing places and meet so many amazing people. But I could just see that it wasn't something that I was passionate about and I wanted to start to do something different with my life. And so while I was over there, I ended up doing a yoga and Pilates certification at the studio that I was going to the most. And I just absolutely loved it. I've always loved movement. I I mean, I, I danced when I um, when I was younger, but I, again, it wasn't competitive, but I, I always have loved movement and uh, just understanding the body. So all that really had interest me. So I just did as many certifications as I could, um, after yoga and Pilates and it was nutrition then there was FST, then it was personal training. Then I met him and, um, then we decided, you know, that owning a, a fitness facility of some sort was something we both yeah, she wanted was driving to around do a lot our second date was a workout it was funny yeah I put her through some real hit training <laughs> yeah uh, every minute on the minute type stuff so. there you go yeah it was a test to see yeah. yeah and uh yeah i was i was so sore after that workout um <laughs> gotta you know stay in her mind right with doms yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much i'll never forget to one of the workout one of the exercises that he had us do which i was like this seems very like perfect for a second date because he had like you know when you have somebody like they're standing on their knees and he was holding my heels down and then yeah. I was doing like the hamstring yeah, like reverse Nordic Nordic curls. Yeah, reverse yeah, Nordics yeah, that's yeah. it um and I'm just like thinking well this is a good opportunity for him to just check out my butt now. he's like who wrote this program up? <laughs> I was like I've never seen this exercise before is this, this a real exercise yeah <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, I was super sore the next day. Um, and yeah, we, we when we decided that, you know, obviously we were pretty serious about <laughs> staying together. We I think we'd already, yeah, we were already engaged before we Yeah, so we, decided. I had a good year in sales and I was getting that feeling of like, you know, maybe this I wasn't made for this, right? Maybe I did all this so that I could start a business. Um, and I had a great commission check come in from a great deal I did. And Andy was getting a little tired of driving around the city. I was literally we were in love like with bicycling around Toronto, like going from like condo to condo, yeah. teaching Pilates and like hustling them. an yeah. hour at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've all been there. And, uh, you know, my buddies wanted to start one and they backed out and I still had the bug. And she mentioned this, said, you know what, let's do it. Let's bet on ourselves. And so we sold our condo, left my job. We had a little chunk of change and, uh, we started looking for, we got with that 45 and we started looking for property in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I was surprised she wanted to come back to Hamilton because for me, it's back to Hamilton. Um, I was like, whoa, Hamilton, that's interesting. Why I Hamilton? I suggested Hamilton because like- She I knew I was from there, but like we hadn't spent any time in Hamilton together, but she had some good experiences in Hamilton and, and it's been a great decision. I mm -hmm. mean, this community is incredible. Hardworking people, passionate about whatever they do. They put everything into it. They're extremely welcoming and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, like, I mean- I already just feel like everyone's, yeah, very welcoming. I just find that yeah. you get a good mix of, of people as well, that it's not just everybody came up from with the same sort of um, upbringing and right. background that you feel very kind of diverse. like if you're, you feel out of touch with everyone else if you're going into some of those communities. So I just feel like Hamilton doesn't do that mm. or it doesn't make you feel that way. I don't mm. know if you've seen that in your oh, clinic. 
Totally. I mean, I'm new to the area too. Like I've just moved here two years ago. So I, that's one. Where are you from? Uh, from the Windsor area. Okay, Small cool. town outside of Windsor. Yeah. What's the um, small town? Called Harrow. Yeah. My buddy Steve Grease is from there. That's Do you hilarious. know him? I don't recognize the name. How yeah, old? We're how old. old. <laughs> that, it <laughs> just happened. Yeah, I'm totally, there was I'm a time when you say Harrow and you'd say Steve and then everyone would know. I, yeah, sorry, Steve, for saying your name I'm, on here. P-I-I. But, uh, <laughs> You know, you'd be like, know everybody in the town. I must be a little bit under the, or over the age range. Yeah. 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 So we're 80, 86, 87. Yeah. yeah. So we're like 36, 35. Yeah, I'm 29. So I might have. Oh, yeah. You missed just missed him in high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know Hera, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So that's, I've definitely noticed that since being here. Um, and, I, and that's one of the reasons we started the podcast was like, there's so many cool people and different diverse businesses and stuff going on. But one question I have for you guys is, um, you know, coming together and deciding, all right, we're going to do this business thing. We're going to drop our jobs or transition, pivot, take the risk. Like, what was that like between you two in terms of having that conversation <laughs> and making that choice? And then my other thought is why F45? Like, what drew you to wanting to buy into a franchise versus, like, we're going to do our own thing? I thought he was going to ask, yeah, how do you work together? Well, oh, that, that that's been? coming. That's we'll, coming. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so then the question, why 45? I mean, that, that's an easier one to answer. The first part of the question, though, was kind of just, how do we decide to execute? Just making that, like, as a, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and making that leap of, hey, I'm going to do this, put everything into one yeah. basket, take a risk. Like, how sure. was that conversation? It's different when it's you by yourself, right? Yeah. I have two business partners, so yeah. that's a big um, deal for you guys being – in a relationship as well as yeah. business partners? Like, what is that like? How yeah, well, Amanda already said, so I, I have something very clear along that at least went through my head. And maybe you have a better memory of our conversations as a team. Mm -hmm. But what went through my head at this point, and I've been in software sales for six years, quoted, like, essentially as a software salesperson, you're the CEO of your territory. You have the, the security of a salary and you have resources around you, but you could lose your job pretty quickly if you're not hitting your number. And so in many ways, it's an entrepreneurial type position. It's a good transition. And so I think in life, when you have enough successive wins, you begin to believe in yourself more. And you ask yourself that question, well, if not me, then who? And it's not so much a, if they can do it, I can do it. It's not like that, but it kind of is. It's kind of like, well, look, people are being successful doing this. And well, wouldn't that offer us some great freedom to be able to do what we love and work with people, uh, helping them achieve their potential, which me personally, and, and, and Andy and I actually, we did a find your why exercise. Maybe you can talk about that before we made the decision or slightly after mm -hmm. we're trying to develop our kind of mission statement. Um, but, you know, helping people achieve their potential is something we're very passionate about. And so this was the perfect recipe to do it. And we believed enough in ourselves. And I believed in Andy. I believed in our relationship. And it was like, hey, look, like she's inspiring and aspirational. And maybe I have a t smidget of that, too, <laughs> but especially her. And like maybe people can get behind that. And we had been at 45s and we saw what great looked like and we saw what mediocre looked like because it is a franchise and there's different versions of it. Right. And Our first experience was amazing, though, and I think yeah. that's why we were like, okay, when it's done right, it is amazing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So how about you uh, in, in kind of deciding that you want to do this with this bloke? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean experiencing F45 with you, I think, also was the catalyst to it because we both just we realized how fun it was to do as a couple but also saw just so many different uh, act, um, different levels, people of any type of athletic mm. background or none were able to do this. So it was really interesting to just see that you could get so many people moving and do things that they wouldn't normally do. Even myself, I didn't go to any of the cardio days in the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know much about F45, there's specific days that are set for cardio, like hit style cardio. Today was more of a hybrid, so it still had a little bit of that nature. But Monday, Wednesday, and sometimes Fridays um, are usually traditional like hit training. 
all cardio, all go, go, go. And I never went to those days. Dude, I didn't even realize that that was a thing when I first started going. I was apparently not paying attention. I was just like, I like Foxtrot or I like yeah. this workout. I had no idea I was doing cardio versus strength. Yeah. And then the strength days are like, obviously, those are the ones I preferred. And I've always preferred that type of feeling and strength training. I mean, Pilates, it's like body weight strength training, essentially. Right. So for me, I always preferred that feeling and never really enjoyed cardio. But then I just found myself starting to enjoy it and feeling healthier and better than ever. And obviously we weren't arguing <laughs> when we were at F45 together, you don't have the opportunity to. Um, True. So yeah, it was just a nice way to be able to work out together. It's quick and efficient. And when we knew that we were wanting to do something together, it was like, well, I mean, we saw that it was a franchise that was growing in popularity in Toronto already. So it was like, wow, I mean, it now's, now would be the time. To get into Hamilton. Yeah. And Open. we didn't really think that, like, and I have, you know, I even created a, a program with my best friend in the past where we had combined yoga, Pilates, or at first it was Pilates, hit training, and yoga, and we would do 20 minutes of each. And we try to create our own system around people going to that class specifically and knowing us for that. Mm. And I just, and we, then we tried to do um, you know, retreats and things like that. And we had all these ideas, but it, it is really hard to get it going into motion and really getting it popularized, mm. especially now with fitness and, and different facilities being so saturated in every area. So just knowing that this was a business model that we really loved it just seemed like a no-brainer rather the than franchise question trying could, to yeah. yeah trying to work on our own programming like i mean that's probably the biggest thing is thinking about your own programming and making something new and exciting that is like interesting every single day so hard to do um so that's something i just you think about the opportunity cost of your time oh for and sure and then you know, compare that to the royalties of being part of this franchise i mean i think you got come out on the winning side with f45 at least in the current state until that model changes mm -hmm. um there's other things that can be restrictive in a franchise we can get into that um but you know that is a huge win yeah. that that be able to kind of have an evening without having new programming all night right yeah it gives you the freedom to, to maybe focus on other things that can have a bigger impact on people and can also i'm assuming free you up to build the culture in the way that you want yes. and that's something like as a business owner myself i'm always now way more aware of when i go into other businesses i'm always looking at like how are they interacting how are the coaches interacting or how are the people that own the business interacting with the clients with each other um and like you know you can tell when coming in here like there's obviously something that's been done to make coaches do that because they don't just do that like there's i've been to places yeah. that are not great you know when i came here the coaches introduced themselves to me they told me their name they're very energetic like they're looking you in the eye they're all those kind of things so those are those are things i'm assuming that you guys are putting a big emphasis on like that doesn't just happen and well, a lot yeah of it's, a, it's a mix of hiring and coaching them um you know we've got great people but it, we didn't you know we've always had great people i mean all people are great mm -hmm. but we didn't have our formula for hiring right all the time and maybe we didn't have our expectation setting right but what mm -hmm. we've always have had since the beginning and we're very very proud of this and we've been tested to waver from this from time to time we talked about find your why simon sinek right so mm -hmm. start with why read the book understand why that's important but find your why is actually an exercise you go through mm -hmm. right and our mission statement is to help hamiltonians remove uh, overcome any of the barriers standing in the way of them becoming their happiest and healthiest selves so they can do the work of their lives in our community love it Right. And so we went through that exercise and out of that exercise also came, well, what are our values? Right. And our three values are radical candor. Right. So the ability to communicate openly, constructively in respect of each other's relationships, accountability. And this is what you felt today when you came. Mm -hmm. The idea that Maddie and Brayden felt like owners. 
right. who was the owner in the room? I don't know. Difficult to say because the accountability that those two and all of our coaches for that matter bring and the passion they bring for their team, for the members is that ownership mindset, not mm-hmm. an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least is, and it's reliability. So showing up on time, the basics, right? You know, understanding the program and these guys nail that. And yeah, absolutely. We try and reward and celebrate and have a lot of fun with them and, and get in there with them, get it roll up our sleeves. But I think it's really getting back to those values. And we, we ask ourselves, are we resonating on, you know, are we vibrating at the level with our values or are we getting away from it? We get tested by members all the time to, mm-hmm. you know, or, or each other to kind of stray away from those. And we always come back and that's our North Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it's clear that you guys took a lot of time to think about that. And that's why it is the way it is. And it, I, as a business owner, I think I'm aware of it, but a lot of people maybe miss that because they don't realize they just assume like oh this is just natural this just happens but there's a lot of effort and a lot of time that goes into well we did that. fail actually we had another f45 it didn't work out now that was different yeah. there was mm-hmm. a lot of criteria beyond just ourselves and you know we're not going to point any fingers or blame there's there's many factors and maybe the universe spoke as well but we didn't get it right there mm-hmm. um i think it does take a lot of you being in facing the place in the beginning Mm. Um, yeah. Or less you're getting lucky. There's no way to franchise or otherwise to scale these things out without having someone that really believes in those values be there all the time. And we couldn't do that for this business. And we saw the impact of that. We also really like being very present. Right. So it's, it's hard not to. And it, we were just like, this is easily going to wear us thin. I don't know if this is what we actually wanted to do. And like when we thought about really future thinking, like what was realistic and what we'd enjoy doing with our time for the next 10 years. What was like your biggest takeaway from that failure? failure? Yeah. Go ahead, Andy. I think just, I mean, I think we all can aspire to be like, oh, we can always do more, do more. But there is times where you just have to really think about if that is what you actually want, if it's necessary, because I just don't think, you know, more isn't always better, you know, or, or just it, achieving more isn't always going to be, or what you think is going to make you feel more successful. I just, you know, for me, I, I like to think about just how happy I'm going to be during that process, not just focus on how much more successful we can be together. And I know mm-hmm. we have that ability, so it's hard not to be like, what's next? Mm-hmm. But I think that just like spacing that out and understanding like there, there'll definitely be more time to have a what's next, but I don't yeah. think that was Currency the time. comes in many ways. And, and what Andy and I are learning is when you think I'll get a little more pragmatic and a little more technical, like this is a brick and mortar business. And you know, there's a lot of fixed costs and there's a lot of scalability challenges relative to say an IP business where you can infinitely scale that. Right. And it's a people business. And as you felt today in the community, which is something we're most proud of, I think our community is there does take that starting point and that maintenance and we love being a part of it. And so currency coming in many forms, including our happiness and our time and how we spend it, having to run over there and back in order to develop the community that we are proud of. And that is eventually effortlessly profitable because of the strength of the community we saw that that was going to be a four or five year journey, maybe not even possible. And it was extracting our ability to inject ourselves into this community. Right. And so when we looked at the entire situation, we said, let's find other ways to scale what we do in our income in the future. Because, and this is just us, there's, there's other operators in the city running F45s and we have, we're known for our quality. We're known for our community. We're known for our coaching. Not to say that they do a bad job of that, but that's what we're known for mm-hmm. and we're proud of it. And so, but there's others who can run a good F45 and have three or four or five of them, right? I don't know, show me an, uh, someone who has five F45s, every one of them is people are screaming from the mountaintops and saying that's the best F45 experience I had. I'd be blown off my chair. Yeah. That's very difficult to do. Yeah, it's good you guys were self-aware enough to realize that was happening, which is hard, especially when you're putting 
uh, like time and effort and money into those things to like step away from it and accept like, hey, maybe this isn't the best thing for yeah. us to get the most out of the community and also the most for yourself is a is a tough thing to to realize in the moment sometimes. Yeah, and you know, oh, team yeah. is everything, and we might be getting to that, but like. Andy and I lit the lit the fire. These guys threw the gas on it. Like Braden, like our leader who you met today. Yeah, he's adored by members and by and the trainers are adored by each other, right? And like, it's the team is carrying the torch at mm-hmm. this point, right? With our guidance, you know, it's oh, yeah. it's incredible to watch. It's like paternal, really. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's, it's like one the of my life's part. like joys. Yeah, you know? it's the best part. It's same same with like our team has grown over at our space like quite a bit in the last year and like watching them thrive and crush it more than I could ever crush it makes me like super happy. That's it. And I think that's when you know you evolve as a person too. And it's not all about you. That can creep in from time to time. The ego, like, Oh, I need to be the best trainer. I need to be this, but that gets in your way of giving back what you're uniquely qualified to do, which Mm -hmm. no doubt you do for your business. And we try to do here too. Love it. What do you think you guys have learned? Like what are some of the big learning lessons since opening the business that you stand out to you? Don't open during a pa- or don't <laughs> try to stay open during a pandemic. No, I mean, we that, did. there's we nothing fought. you can do about that. Uh, yeah. We were already open for almost two years at that point, and it was still a hard hit, right? And some people had just opened, or, or like, I, it's just it's hard not to look back and just be like, well, that was obviously but the no, toughest but part. It's a great lesson because the lesson is you can't control everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a control freak. I'm a type A. If you haven't noticed, I keep taking the mic, um, <laughs> and. Uh, when you're that way, you want to control everything. And we did. We willed this business into existence. We were making enough money to pay the bills very early on. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like if we work hard, out of the other end comes profits and success. And COVID taught us differently. And so it actually gave me a new respect uh, for business. And knowing that like there are factors out there, be prepared yeah. for a rainy day because you can't prevent the weather from coming. Mm. Um, so that was one of, and I think that's maybe where you, you know, you laugh and it is true, right? Like how hard is it to start a fitness business in COVID? We barely survived. Thank God we had a community. Yeah. But like that, like we're not fully in control is I think. Yeah. That's pretty way. much like, like if I, uh, you know, what did we learn from that? It's just, well, I, I, but on the flip side and on the positive note, our community, again, just how loyal everybody stayed with us. It was just so heartwarming during those times to just see all that support so it just it made you want to fight for them even more after the fact and just like keep going and just do whatever we could so it was you know bittersweet moments but we learned a lot and i think our community also like sticks with us even more because of it yeah Yeah, the hard way is the easy way to success right and like communities and learning for me i was like sure sure yeah we'll develop community we're fun people whatever right like you know we'll build it we'll have some parties but then when you actually feel it like when you're actually like this is the business the mm-hmm. business is the community the workouts are part of it so what do you think like I-, I agree with you um and i think like community and culture everyone has a good community everyone has a good culture you hear that all the time yeah and i and i think there are a lot of places that do it really well but i think it can also be a buzzword and it's it's not about the parties and it's not about that kind of stuff. Like, what do you think it is here that makes that community so close or so strong? Altruism. Everyone wants everyone to win in here, Mm -hmm. in this building. Trainers want the other trainer to win. Um, Owners want the trainers to win. Trainers want the owners to win. Uh, And the same thing with all the members. The members want each other to win, right? It's the most accepting place ever. And I think what makes community is is this unconditional love for each other, is Mm -hmm. this unconditional drive for everyone to be successful and whatever that means to them. Hmm. Right. And, uh, 
And so it's the, you know, it's the little things. It's like the extra time that the trainers take to WhatsApp these, these members during their challenge. This time they're not paid for. It's, it's, you know, we do that too. And then yeah. it's, it's like the, the members like bringing in cookies for the trainers and things. It's like those little things where it's like, we care about you. Like genuinely as a person. bring in mimosas one morning. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of our members, yeah, work. she's the best. <laughs> but it's just like, it, yeah, uh, it's just, everyone's fighting for each other, man. Like yeah. everyone is just on this journey together and it's our business and it's not just me and Andy's I mean it's ours including the members I think some people too when they first come in here they do feel intimidated and that's something we're still struggling to especially when I post the box jumps from today online (laughs) let's go (laughs) yeah if you could just show people that it's not that crazy all the time but I, I, people are like, oh, I don't know if I don't know how to do these movements, like, am I going to look stupid or they don't know anybody yet? So they're feeling very insecure, but I think it doesn't take longer than a week to already start to notice like, well, everyone's pretty much on their own journey and everyone's really like supportive of each other. And like, you can see them laughing and, and having a good time while they're working out. It's not like just, oh gosh, kill me. Um, and I think that that starts to warm people up and be like, oh, I, I think I can get into this fitness thing. I think I can, you know, allow myself to come to the gym and, and learn more and, and, and get stronger and, and have the guidance of these personal trainers. And I just think, you know, when you're all in that same journey together, but everyone has slightly different goals, like it's just everyone feels so connected and it doesn't take long for people to make friends. They're so. a team. Yeah. We had a, uh, one woman come up to us today who's had some loss in the family and she told us that she's been able to stop taking um, medication for you know her signs of depression and anxiety because yeah. the workout is giving her that right i mean this yeah. is the big brought her stuff. to a little bit of tears today too and I, I was like oh my gosh like that's the those are those kinds that's of the moments that's, that's, the stuff. that's the stuff that's the commission that's the commission yeah. 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 even for someone to be open enough to tell you that yeah. is yeah. a big sign right um what have you guys learned about each other <laughs> being in a business relationship Go ahead, honey i'll uh, see how nice i'm going to be based on what you say I now know what A-type actually is. Uh, I don't think I'd ever experienced it before because nobody in my family is. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's interesting to be in business together and not feel like somebody's like trying to take charge, especially if they're more A-type and feel like, you know, like they're your boss <laughs> in some, in some ways. And you're like, okay, well, you know, the, the questions of where are we at with that? What are we doing here? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Those kinds of things. And for whatever delegate, reason, delegate. yeah, yeah. And it's good because you're staying on top of things, but for whatever reason, being in a partnership, being in a relationship, that also makes you feel like you're dropping the ball for some reason. You're like, okay. Uh, and, and that has caused uh, some, you know, some tension, but that was mostly in the beginning. Obviously that was just like learning curve I, for both of us. It, it still has legacy effects on us though, right? If I ask a simple question, sometimes you're sensitive because of you're used to that. Like yeah. it's like a habit that's been built that when it's said like this, it means X. Yeah. And I think that we have evolved to also understand where we are most valuable in this right. business too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we don't feel like, you know, we just tried to do everything in the beginning. And I think everybody does. Cause like, well, if I do that all, if I, if I, we can do it all, we, we should have the time and we would save money if we're doing everything. But then you just realize you're like, I'm not uniquely qualified to do that. Like you said, and maybe it's better if somebody else can take over X, Y, Z. Well, I can focus on the most important things that I'm really good at yeah. and the ones that you're really good at. And like, we've figured that out. It's taken some time, but we definitely yeah, have. And we were at a wedding recently and, and we heard a beautiful, um, it was like a speech and it was said, don't try and change the other person to be you because then you're redundant. 
Mm. And working with Andy has really taught me that. So she's talked a little bit about some of the challenges and no doubt this, that they will still be there and they are there. But Andy's kind of taught me like, it's okay that we didn't succeed at Alton Village. It's depending how you define that, because that's the thing, right? It's like now, are you happier right now or were you happier then? so happy right now yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and like what's more valuable than that am i gonna live 10 years longer because i'm not like stressed out every day and like you know right. not sleeping and, and feeling like i'm letting people down which is the worst feeling yeah i'm so happy now right and so that's something that andy gives me right without stifling my initiative because that's where like my ambition and initiative is kind of what defines me and you know i have to find ways to channel that whether it's tennis or my workouts in here or success in, in coaching Braden and, and all that there's there's all those opportunities within this building um but yeah, no, I think patience is key and, and there's not one way of doing things and trust. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot of times where I would say, I gotta do it, I gotta handle it, I gotta do it, I gotta handle it, I gotta take it down. And now it's just like, I watch Braden and Andy just do it. And yeah. you know, if you give, I've learned that if you give people an opportunity to get it done and you don't run to the aid all the time, they'll impress you and they'll learn in doing so. Mm -hmm. And then they'll hopefully do it better at some point. Yeah, better than you. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a tough thing I've learned over the last two years is like letting go of that, um, and realizing like if you just show and teach well, mm -hmm. that's way more powerful because if you can show and teach people how to do things, you can repeat that over and over again. That just then allows that exponentially grows everything, right? But letting go is hard because like it's your baby, but hundred percent, it's the biggest thing I think for me anyway. Yeah. yeah, as long as you're trusting those people, like it's. It's so much easier, obviously. It's, yeah. it's taken some time. They're like, you know, not to trust our team, but like we've obviously instilled those values and, and everybody really understands where we're coming from. And I think they, they want to, you know, they want to do it yeah. for us as well, which is great. But you know, one other thing going back to, and it's sort of related to what we're talking about right now, but it's a question you asked earlier about like, what have you learned? Like what's important? I'm going to say it very crassly, if that's the word. Don't be stingy. Reward people, share your profits, yeah. whether it's with charity or whether it's with your people. Um, we try our best to share profits as our business grows we elevate everyone's rates together to get everyone in the boat because we recognize that you know okay another dollar in our pocket that's great but why not give it you know share that with the people who are on the floor making it happen every day and we've had amazing retention and it's not just about the money for them as we talked about but you know it's important to us and it feels good to share those profits so whether it's taking them out for dinners whether it's elevating their rates show them how important they are and, and it really you know fosters that accountability yeah, I read a book called uh, No Rules Rules by it was a uh, the guy that wrote um, one of the founders of Netflix. Hmm. And they talk about their culture a lot, which is a very unique culture. And he talks about high, hiring like high talent density and the importance of retention of high talent and keeping them around. And and that's something that I, that we think about a lot is like how do we find and attract the highest talent that's a best fit for us, and then how do we keep them around? And a lot of that has to do with obviously paying them well, um, which is important, but also providing a lot of other opportunities for them to feel fulfilled and grow and as people as, as much as like in a professional role. Um, and I've always like, since reading that, I've thought about, okay, how do we keep this high talent around? Because turnover of employees and staff is the hardest thing as a business. Yes. Because then you got to re- teach the values the mission the vision yes. especially if that's a big part of what you do which obviously, team is everything which is obviously what you guys do here so um great book if anyone is looking for one more time let's go no rules rules i'm sure no you'll put that in rules. the podcast yeah, yeah it's, it's, no rules, it's, rules. it's really good yeah cool. um okay i got a couple rapid fire questions for you guys and we'll wrap up Sweet. favorite local coffee shop orange 
<laughs> Aranye, it's across the street. Aranye. Oh, I've never, I've never heard of this one. <laughs> it's because it's literally best right breakfast sandwich in the business. Okay, I'm I'm always on the search for a nice breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I think also uh, Steel Town. Okay, uh, oh, really yeah, Groovy. yeah, they're great. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, one of this is an unfair question, but like one of your favorite or one of your most recent um, restaurants that you enjoyed. Oh God. Uh, favorite yeah. is hard, but like I would say. I mean, we've been to Berkeley North quite a few times, and I do love oh, it there. Oh, yeah. We did Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's restaurant. just like a good variety of like little shareable things and like just like Asian fusion kind of interesting. Ooh, I'm glad yeah. you gave them some love. What's the one? I've the never eggplant. heard of that. The eggplant? The eggplant. Yeah. The eggplant dish is amazing. So is their little dumplings. Um, yeah. It's just, and then they have like these lamb spring roll things. It's just, Ooh. it's all Ooh. good. Victoria's for me. They oh, just yeah. put a stupid steak platter out for me the other day, and I cut it all yeah. off like for Fred Flintstone, <laughs> that's, and that's I went heaven. to town. It's a little pricier for even for Hamilton, but it's really good, really worth it. Yeah. And I'd say the other one would probably be Rapscallion because we've always enjoyed okay, that. Okay, that's there. three. Okay, it's rapid <laughs> fire. Here. I'll shout out Namu and Dundas. That's Asian, another Asian fusion restaurant. Oh, okay, like yeah. lots of shareable. Ooh. Like if you guys are ever looking birthday for a next nice week. spot, yeah, Namu. it's next really week. good, okay. really good. Um, all right, a couple fitness questions: Ooh. deadlift or squat? Well, you know my answer. <laughs> deadlift. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. Like them both. Um, but I know. That's a really tough one. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with deadlift. Yeah. Okay. I like deadlift because I have long arms, right? So I can get that, like, you know, I get that benefit of, uh, <laughs> you know, the perceived getting low, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a big deadlift guy. I enjoy that. Um, assault bike, or I guess we could say er concept two bike or rower? <sighs> the bike. Yeah. Really? You know what? Specifically, the F45 Concept 2 Erg we have, which does not have the assault arms compared with the rower, I just find it does a better job achieving like the Wingate type effect. Mm. This one, yeah. the, the Erg. Because of yeah. the feedback it's giving you. Though the rower gives it to you, for some reason on the bike, it gives you that feedback in a way that's more like a Wingate. This thing is dangerous, yeah. this Erg bike. Yeah. I feel like I just find I always end up dogging it on any bike station. So like rower, you can't dog it. Like they, they look at you and you're like, you're not, you're not doing anything. Like, and you, it's just very obvious. So I always feel like I'm completely winded after it. So yeah, I I enjoy the assault biker, uh, the erg bike. I haven't, er, I haven't used that one too often, but I want to get one of those for my house. Those are sick. Yeah. It's great. We have an assault bike at home. We have a skier too. You didn't get to try it. Oh, I have done the skier before too. Those are, those are my (laughs) ultimate favorite. Those Those are are great as well. I do love that one. I prefer that over the rower for sure okay okay um last question one that we like to ask everyone is like what does move local mean to you specifically so maybe we'll start with you justin yeah man when i think move i think ignition i think spark get up and then local to me um serve your local community right like we're all out here grinding uh passion projects and the quality is super high um in order to elevate our community we need to invest in each other so get off the couch and go to your local shop whatever that is Mm -hmm. love it yeah, that makes me just think of also like Lululemon's sort of motto about sweating in your community, and they're all about that. And we've had so many Lululemoners uh, as members before, and they just like they hop around, and they're always so they're big parts of every fitness community. And it's it's nice to do that, and still you know dabble in different ones. Like of course we still do yoga, or we have, and you know we'll try different things that are close near us as well, so we can also say, hey members, you can go here. Or you can go over there for a, a, a class pack as well, and it just gets people still thinking like there doesn't have to be one modality of of movement. Especially, everyone should have a little bit of a balance of movement in their lives, anyways. And I mean, the more you get to know your community, the better. So I feel like that kind of just brings it all. 
maybe in 2023, that's a good initiative for our team meetings. We should go do workouts in the community. We went to that uh, ninja gym up on Upper James. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. haven't been. We try to do that as well. I'm going to have to bring the team out here for a F45. Yeah, I love that. We do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be hype. I think we'd have, have to have a decide, good time. though, if it's going to be a straight up hit cardio day or if it's going to be like. I, I think we got to do one of the ones that we did today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you got to get a little bit of a pump going. I like the bicep curls yeah. you guys yeah. do yeah. in there yeah. today. That's all. That's my I should do the 25 kgs out there for you. 55 pounds for those at home. Then you should come on a Saturday, though, because Saturdays okay. are hybrid as well, but we there are DJ. only one hour class. Ooh. So everything else is 45. Did you say a DJ? I said yeah. DJ. I, took, a DJ. I stole her thunder. I should have let her. That's let all right. That one out of the bag. That's all right. We have a DJ every Saturday, too. So it's a little louder, a little bit more intense here, but uh, it's always a good workout. So I, Saturdays are a good one, too, if you really want to. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> um, Justin, Andy, thanks so much for taking the time coming on the podcast. I've really appreciated the conversation. Um, you know, the goal of this podcast is to talk to people who have mission-driven businesses, and it's clear that you guys are doing that. Um, I love it. So thanks so much for your time. Um, if you guys would let anyone know where they can follow you, find F45, all sure. that good stuff. Yeah, so just a few things. So we are F45 Hamilton Downtown. That's the name of our business. We are on the corner of King and Wellington. So Wellington Street North, as you're traveling up, but you'd make a right on King Street. So we're right before that. Um, we're behind the, the Ham- Red Rockets. For the Hamilton OGs, we're <laughs> in the Red Rockets building. Hopefully people say that Red Rockets is in the F45 building. Then we know we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Uh, follow us on F45 Hamilton Downtown on Instagram. And you can also follow our podcast. Tell them about it. Uh, yeah, our podcast, we, we have, you know, only 25 episodes, but we're, you know, gaining some steam on there. But uh, it's called What the F dot 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 45. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it started as a place uh, that we could give knowledge to our members specifically. So a lot of it was F45 based in the beginning. Now it's just all health and fitness things that we love to talk about. Yeah. We try to break it down in layman's terms so people could take away yeah. actionable, like make act, take action on things. We, we yeah. talk, some of those scientific things that people can't really put into action. We totally. try and break it down. Yeah. Yep. So that's okay. found on Apple and Spotify, yep. all that good stuff. Okay. Sweet guys, go follow them, go do a workout, go listen to their podcast. Appreciate your time. Talk soon. <laughs>